Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Welcome to Morenita, a deep dive into the Latinx experience. With Morenita, we want to create a community and a shared space with you while sharing knowledge and inspiration. This show is about celebrating our culture with guests who exemplify the best of us. I'm Darylin Castillo, y te invito. Oh yeah, mi gente, before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Oye, mi gente, today you are in for a special treat because my sister, Jacqueline Correa, has officially entered the building. Okay, correction. Not my sister, sister, like in real life, but my sister in the play that I have just finished wrapping up not too long ago called Dream House. I may have mentioned this play a few times and even had the playwright Eliana Pipes on Morenita. I highly recommend that episode because Eliana is an absolute genius and is surely taking over the world very soon. Jack comes to visit us on Morenita to share her love for classic plays, her feelings on finally being able to be seen in this industry, and her new movie that's coming out on Netflix. Jack gets very intimate with us and shares how her life experiences have prepared her to connect with roles that she has taken such as Patricia in Dreamhouse. As Latina actors, it's very, very rare to get a script that speaks to you and a script that you can see yourself in. Jack shares the importance of seeing yourself being represented and what it did for her and how it can inspire so many others in our community. I have to back Jack on this completely because we both share so much in common. 
When I got this script, Dreamhouse, I immediately became overwhelmed with so much pride and happiness because I had never read a script and said, wow, this is me. This is my story. I know this person. Usually I've had to adapt or fit into a box that necessarily wasn't really drawn out for someone like me. Sharing this moment with Jack here on Moranita for you all definitely made us a bit emotional. Grab some tissues. But so worth the tears because they turned into tears of happiness over the fact that we shared so much. This interview left me feeling so in awe of my relationship with my stage sister. It got me thinking how us two Latine women who come from different ends of the country shared similar feelings of not feeling accepted or not feeling like there was a place for us to now being in a show that identified so much of who we were. It's like we had been sisters all along and Dreamhouse brought us together to finally meet. It's as if we had always been connected in some kind of way. Te invito to the sisterhood. Jacqueline Correa <laughs> is in the building, you guys. My sister from another mister is here. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, Jack and I were starring in the uh, play Dream House, written by Eliana Pipes, which you guys have heard Eliana on the show Morenita before. And now we have my sister, Jack, who played Patricia and who's also an incredible actress. Um and just an incredible human being. Jack, welcome to Morenita. I'm so excited Hi. to finally have you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to finally be here and to hear your beautiful voice. It feels like it's been too long. I know, but it also feels like it was like just yesterday. It does, At the I know. same time. It's nice to have that sort of connection, right? Where yes. it feels like it's never that long ago. I know. And um, let's just dive right in because some of our listeners already know about Dreamhouse and some of them don't. So um, could you kind of um, fill us in on your perspective? Uh, Dreamhouse, Patricia, give me the rundown. Well, uh, I'm sure as your listeners know some about Dreamhouse is about two sisters selling their family home after their mother's death and about everything that goes along with that, you know, personally and financially and culturally, what that means to leave your home, to sell your home, and then in brings up questions of what it means um, if that includes selling yourself also and your history. And I played Patti, Patricia, who is the older sister of the two and she is, as Eliana writes, has very much that older sister complex. You know, everything has yeah. to be her way or no way. And she sees, I think she sees life and the family as, you know, it's very clear cut for her. And she has an idea of what needs to happen. And everyone else just kind of needs to fall in line. And as we see in the play, that's not necessarily where Julia is coming from. And mm -hmm. that kind of sparks, I think, a lot of the conversation 
and the journey that these two go on. Um, and then there's also the, the other characters, you know, which I are Mariana's character, you know, Tessa, but also the mother who is Mm. very present, even though, you know, she doesn't have any dialogue. She is very much present and another character in that play and the house, the house is a character too. It, as we see it, um, comes to life. (laughs) So you guys, before shows actually get put on and before you see them in their full, like fleshed out Broadway or regional, whatever tied up with a bow kind of way, um, there are workshops and readings of these shows that happen where people come and just listen to people reading the script. Like actors stand from stand on a stage and they have the music stand and they're reading the script and people are listening. So there are these levels before a show actually becomes fully produced and fully done. Mm -hmm. So um, for you, Jack, I'm so intrigued because I've spoken about my perspective of like, and personally where the show like lands for me, I'm just curious, like, where does the show land for you? What really like speaks to you from Patricia to Jack, what are the the things that, and I know that you and I have spoken about this in the room with the director and, and the writer and got to really flesh that out for the characters, but just for our listeners, like what is the connection from dream house to you personally? Well, dream house, you know, it's about a Latina family and I really, really related to that as we can, as we've talked about before that the opportunity to, see yourself in a script is so rare right Mm -hmm. now. I feel like it's been rare for me over time. And I spent a lot of time and a lot of my training doing the classic plays, which, you know, has no brown folks in it. And (laughs) I just was very feeling very disconnected. And so when Eliana's play came into my life, it was this feeling of finally being seen finally being able to tell a story that I felt like if I had seen that play as a child, I would have felt heard. I would have felt seen. And I really, really connected with the relationship between the sisters, the relationship between Bati and her mother. Mm. Um, I have, my mother is from a very, very large family and there are four girls and four boys. And so growing up watching her relationship with her sisters was very inspiring to me when I was reading this play. Um, and I wanted to bring a lot of that to the show, you know, to bring that sort of relationship, that connection that you really don't understand unless you have strong female relationships and what that offers you when it comes to growth and feeling grounded in who you are. Um, I obviously really related to Pati and the older sister complex. I feel like I have a lot of that and try and manage it as best <laughs> I can. So um, I have a lot of really dynamic ideas and feelings, and I often feel like it has to be that way. Um, but as you know, part of my own growth, <laughs> recognizing that and trying to not hold on to that so strongly that, Mm. you know, you can be open to all sorts of different things and processes. You know, having that mentality has really done a lot for me. 
Hola, ¿qué tal? This is Chiquis from the Chiquis and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's some topics in Dreamhouse that we have talked about in the room, in the workroom of, you know, doing the show that I think some of our listeners might connect to. But there was something interesting, I think, one day, I, I can't remember when in the process we spoke about this, but the lack of knowledge that the sisters have of, like, their family. And I think we kind of spoke about this in our personal lives because yeah, for me, like, beyond my beyond my grandparents, I know nothing else. I also think that the amazing thing about the show is that people watched it and their comments were, I am Julia and I am Patti. Right. Because there's something in both of them that you can relate to, I think. A lot of people could relate to. Is that something that, is that portion of Juli something that you kind of related to a little bit or other parts of Juli that you related to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's very true. And we talked about this in the rehearsal room and then heard it again, amplified when the audience saw the show, like you said, that the audience related to both of them. And we kind of had started saying like, everyone's a Huli and everyone's a Pati. Mm -hmm. You know, those two women live inside each one of us, this desire to know your history. And yet, I don't know if it's like a resolve or a resignment, but this kind of acceptance mm. of not knowing and I know that both of those live in me because I, like you, you know, really can't go past my grandparents. You know, I have vague 
stories that have been relayed to me about my great-grandmother or my great-grandfather, but I don't know anything about them. And even the story of, you know, how my mother moved to this country when she was five and what that was like building up to. I want to know, like, how you ended up here. Like, first off, you're from Cali. Yes. So from Cali, California, um, like, how did I end up back in California or how did I end up up working on dream house? How did you end up acting? Oh, how, how did this (laughs) acting bug catch you? Is there, are there artists in your family? I know you mentioned that you're Mexicana. So like, is there Mm -hmm. some form of like artistry that's around in your family? Are you the only black sheep? Are you like, what's the vibe? Um, I, yes. So I grew up in Cali. Um, my, I really, I always think about this, like, how did this start? (laughs) Where, where did this start? (laughs) Um, and it was honestly, it was my grandma. It was Mm. my Nana because she, she would, you know, be watching her novellas every night in her room. Like that was her thing. She just loved having, yeah, she just loved having her novella time and, you know, everything was kind of around that. That was her routine. And she would always call me into the room and be showing me like, you know, cause somewhere on Telemundo, there's always like a star search version of, or like a talent show version. (laughs) Right. And there's all these like brilliant little kids singing their heart out and dancing their heart out. And she would always call me into the room and be like, look at this, Mm. look at this, you know, you could do this. And I was like four (laughs) and I was like, what? I, and so I've always had her voice in my head being like, you can do this. You can do that. Look at what they're doing. You could do that. And I just, I believed her and I guess she somehow knew before I even knew that that was somewhere inside of me. Hmm. And at a very young age, my parents put me in theater. And so I was like leaving school to go to rehearsal. And um, it kind of turned into, it went from a summer thing to a year round thing to suddenly like I was picking my high school based on their performing arts programs. And trying to figure out where I wanted to align myself for college so that I could, you know, appease my mother and get my degree, (laughs) but also um, pursue what I wanted to do. And so it never really occurred to me that anything else would happen. It was always focused on theater, on acting, on being an artist, on creating work and telling stories. And what do your parents do? My, my mother, well, I like to say that they're both like artists, but didn't have a chance to pursue that. Mm. My mother went to school for interior design. And so she has a beautiful eye. Um, but she, you know, left, um, when she and my father got married and my father actually went to school on a painting scholarship as well. And so I know I Come have on. very deep shame about the fact that I am not a painter or have zero <laughs> skills when it comes to drawing and sketching. I'm always like, you should be able to do this. Your dad can do it. And I just don't. I don't have that gift. You can do it. Um, you can do it. Let's go to Michael's. Let's start with like painting 101. Just paint what's right. outside your window. <laughs> just paint the landscape. I mean, I don't know how many times I can paint grapes, but... <laughs> People make a whole career out of that. They sure do. So the artist is in you. The artist lives in you and 
that's from your parents. And that, and that, and that makes yes. total sense. The push that you got from them. Yeah. I mean, and they've always been so supportive and so loving of that and, um, have really been able to share in that joy, you know, as parents to see their child do what they love to do and to have success in that has been really fulfilling for them as well. And, you know, it's beautiful on my end to watch them look so happy and proud, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's just so great when, when family supports, um, what we do, cause it's already like hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Cause we need all the support we can get. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's true. you mentioned before and, and I've mentioned, I can't, I mean, multiple times on this show, um, the difficulty that it is to find pieces for us that we can connect to, that we can feel as a part of our story throughout your career, mm -hmm. um, your earlier years and your earlier time. What was that like for you being a, a Latina woman who is coming in, doing these classical pieces? Have you ever felt discouraged or felt, um, like you didn't belong? And how did you handle yourself in those scenarios? If there's any young Latina people who are listening to this that are struggling with that right now, how did, how did, how did yeah. you, how did, how are you doing and how are you still doing with that? Because that's still something happening now for us. It's still very present. I mean, Thankfully, there is some movement towards, you know, being more open to diverse casting when it comes to, well, I mean, specifically like classic plays, you know, right? they, they have to decide to do some diverse casting. Otherwise, you're never going to be cast in it type of thing. Um, but, uh, okay, so. <laughs> There's a lot the in this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was in undergrad, I was very, I just liked the language of classic plays. It kind of didn't occur to me that there may not actually be a place for me in that world at that time, but I really loved the language. And so, and I actually had a lot of professors telling me like, you should do more classic stuff. You should do more classic stuff. Like you kind of hold yourself more in that world. And then I went to grad school and I was totally immersed in it. And, you know, they, they cast you whichever way they want to. We had a very diverse group of actors. So seeing someone play a traditionally white or Caucasian role and now having my friend in it who is black or brown was not strange in that, in that world. Mm -hmm. So it was really great to have three years of watching the casting change for them. Mm -hmm. um, but then leaving that, that very isolated little bubble where it was like, Oh, it's always going to be like this was very strange because suddenly I was thrust into the theater world of New York, where even when they said they wanted diverse casting, they weren't casting diversely. Mm -hmm. Like that cast list would go up and it was, you know, every single person on there was Caucasian. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I'm sorry, where are we setting this? I thought we were setting this, you know, in South America. What are we doing here? Right. And so that was very hard and difficult. And I ran into a lot of, um, you know, you're not Latina enough mm. type of mentality, which was really hard to process because I didn't understand how that could be. <laughs> it's like, 
Right. Okay. Or having a lot of comments like, we need you to be more Latina. Hmm. And I was like, oh, but I... I am like, that's, that's not something like a hat I put on. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's who I am. Um, fortunately now that is changing the language around it also is changing, which can be so damaging, you know, the language that's used. Um, so now finding dream house, when that came into my life, it was such a relief and it was something that I just could not let go of. I mean, when that, when they called me and said like, Long Wharf is doing this workshop, it's going to be over zoom, you know, cause we're still COVID. in the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, okay, sounds great. I read the play and I was blown away by Eliana's play and so moved by it and confused by it also, <laughs> but like, I was like, well, that's good. That's a good thing, you know, to be confused and challenged and having to dig deep into what this means. And then when I heard that um, they were going to be doing a full production of it at Alliance and then Long Wharf and Baltimore Center Stage and that Lori Woolery was going to be directing it. I was like, oh, I, I, I must, you know, it was very like, I will sell this house today. I was like, (laughs) I will get this part. I am going to play this role. You and I both. Hola, que tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, Our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are and no matter the reason, the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
I read the script and I cried. I, I cried. Yeah. I cried because first off, I got chills because I, you know, like those things that you just read and you're kind of those scripts that you, those things, those scripts that you read <laughs> and you're like, oh, this was made for me. Yeah. It for the first time, like what a feeling like reading that script. And I think that's what people feel when they go to see the show. When they like, yeah, go experience it. They experience like what you and I felt when we first read the thing. Absolutely. I mean, it really, it hits you and it hits you like viscerally. You can't help but have a reaction to it. And I felt so moved like you did when I read it. And oftentimes, you know, in rehearsal, we would just be like, oh my God, I know this is so much. And I will say, you know, as a Latina, but also I think just in general, as people who, as anyone who may not feel seen Mm -hmm. or heard, this play hits on something that everyone can relate to, whether it's like the relationship between the sisters, the connection to our past, the connection to a deceased parent, what that's like caring for a parent. I mean, it really touches on so many themes that are universal, right? but it's set and presented in a way that our black and brown community can actually rally behind it and say like, I see myself mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. And there are so many cultural specific things in the play without it being like only this group of people can relate to it. But there's so many little beautiful nuggets in there that anyone can relate to anyone can relate to, but then it hits so much deeper when you're like, wow, that is my family. That is me. Mm -hmm. That is my sister. That is, you know, my cousins. Like you really, really get it in this play. And mm -hmm, yeah, which is when you see that for the first time, you never forget it. It's powerful. And that's, that's what I loved Mm -hmm. hearing about people after the performance and hearing the Q and A's and the talkbacks. And then you left Jack. Jack left me (laughs) all alone. No, I'm kidding. We had another amazing actress come in um, and do the role. But Jack, um, why did you have to leave? Why did you have to go? She had to go do other greater things. Please tell us the big news because I'm so excited to share with everyone. This is the moment we've been waiting for. Talk to us about this película. (laughs) (laughs) um yes well hollywood called and you had to answer you had to go i had to answer um but you know i it was heartbreaking to leave because i really was so in love with this play and so in love with you know you and mariana and the story we were telling and our playwright and our director i was just heartbroken but the way that y'all responded to the news of my having to leave the show was what made it so <laughs> don't <laughs> cry. It so great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so silly. Um, is what made it so exciting mm-hmm. to go and to feel like, okay, I'm I'm being sent off with so much love right now. Right. That I don't need to worry. But um yeah, I in you know I had auditioned for this film which uh 
I had auditioned for this film and it was before I even auditioned and I got a call back for dream house. And so I didn't hear anything and I put it away and that was it. And I went about our rehearsal time and making my own plans. And then about two and a half, three weeks into rehearsal for dream house, they called and said the producer and the director want to have a meeting with you. And then about 24 hours after that, they said, okay, you're our choice. We're sending you off to be approved. And then 48 hours after that, I had an offer. So it was like so long, but so painless. Right, right. Of a process. But usually it's painful. Um, so usually then, it's painful. <laughs> yeah, usually it's like multiple callbacks and like you get pinned and you're all excited and then nothing happens. Right. Um, but so the movie will be called A Tourist's Guide to Love. It's um, it's a romantic comedy. And for anyone who grew up in the early 2000s, it stars Rachel Lee Cook, um, who is such a dream to work with and be on set with. And um, what else can I tell you about when it? When does it come out? In, Where is it happening? What's going set, on? Well, we don't know exactly when it's going to come okay. out. Um, they're still figuring all of that out because they want to time it properly because they want to encourage tourism to Vietnam, oh. which is where the movie was filmed. So, so jealous. <laughs> I, I was so amazing. I mean, it was not a country I had... That was like at the top of my travel list. And yet coming back from that experience, I'm like, everyone should go. I love it. It is such a beautiful, beautiful country. And the people there are so beautiful and warm and welcoming. And we got to see so much of it. And do so we know what was, platform the movie might be put out on or we're not? It, yes, it's going to be on Netflix. Okay, thank you. Finally, I wanted uh, to say it, but I could I don't know if I was allowed to. I was like, can we tell them that it's a big one? This is a big one, you guys. Jack is going to be on it's, Netflix. It's so lit. I can't wait. And not only that, you play yes, like yes, a very yes, crucial yes. role. Like you play like you're like her best friend. Right. And there's like it's so so there's, you know, a tour group that she meets up with. And in this tour group is my character, Sam. And she befriends Rachel's character yeah. and they become little pals. And, you know, we watch her go through this journey mm -hmm. in Vietnam. And um, and you get to be a part it's of that. shot so beautifully. Oh God, I can't wait. I know. I can't wait. I'm so and excited I'm, for you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, like... We do these things and people don't understand the struggle behind it and they don't under understand how long it sometimes takes for these things to happen. And you and you work and you work and you go to grad school and you push and you do an amazing play and then something like this incredible film on Netflix happens and that's your film debut, if I'm not mistaken, correct? This is your yes. this is your film yeah. debut, you guys. You guys have to watch Jack Correa in this film when it lands. What's it called? One more time. And if you guys want to find out more information, I know there's a bunch of stuff online like Deadline and Variety. Like they have a bunch of information yeah. on it. So what's the movie called? One more time? Yes. It's called The Tourist Guide to Love. The Tourist Guide to Love. Con Jacqueline yes. Correa. <laughs> La Estrella. Jack, I have some questions for you. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite segments of the show because we get to just ask you some oh. like chill questions. So my first question for you, Jack, is if you were a glass of wine, what kind of wine would you be? <laughs> um, 
Oh gosh. Okay. I really, I would, I think in my dream world, I would be a burgundy Pinot Noir. Oh. Um, Cause they're, you know, they're very uh, specifically from Burgundy. Um, they're very elegant, you know, it's, <laughs> You're cracking up, like girl. I I know you so well with your wine. Jack lives in Napa Valley. She's a wine girl, and I love a wine girl. Yes, absolutely. I so a burgundy, a burgundy Pinot Noir. Yes. Okay. I'm also Um, writing this down to like ship you one a bottle. (laughs) The fun thing about Burgundy, and we're really about France and all old worlds. Like the region defines the grape. Mm -hmm. So if you have a red Burgundy, it's a Pinot Noir. If it's a white Burgundy, it's going to be Chardonnay, which I also like Chardonnays from Burgundy, but I am not one of them. I love that. (laughs) I knew I'm so happy I hit the nail on that on that question. Okay, second (laughs) question: What's your favorite place you've traveled to? Oh, uh, we actually just got back from Italy and, um, yes, it was kind of amazing. Um, so we did two weeks in Italy and we did Rome, Florence, which is just a dream. And then we did the Chianti region of Tuscany. And I, I, right now, I think Tuscany is probably my favorite place. Okay. Um, Wine and pasta. Vietnam is right up there, <laughs> but Vietnam is way up there. But it, ugh, that's so hard because I also went to Hoi An in Vietnam, which is like the most charming little city in the world. We can share. So, we can share the first I'm, place spot. You know, it's okay. They can both be up there. Okay. I love that. I mean, okay. the be- my favorite yeah. foods. Like you hit it. <laughs> okay. And our last bon mi and pasta. Bon mi and pasta and wine. <laughs> Um, all right. Our final question for you is what reminds you of home or makes you feel like home? Enchiladas. Food. Food. Simple. (laughs) Done. Enchiladas. Yeah. Done. Yeah. (laughs) Are definitely, but for some, that just, that is home to me. That tastes like home. That feels like Mm. home. When I feel homesick, I want to make enchiladas or I need to eat enchiladas. Um, I love enchiladas. I just, I just, yeah, they're I delicious. just love them. And yeah, they're so warm and cozy and yeah, comfort food. that, that reminds me of home. Okay. Jack, <laughs> if our lovely listeners want to follow your journey, they want to know more about your movie coming out, anything along those lines, where's the best place to follow you? Social media plug. What's the vibe? Where do we find you? Yes. So you can find me on social media at Ms. Jacqueline Correa. Um, on Instagram. That's really where I put most of the stuff. Um, or you can go to www.jacquelinecorea.com and check out the website. Yes. So Jack, yes. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for this movie to come out. I'm so excited for your journey. I feel like, I feel like there's more, I feel like there's more things happening in your life and I cannot wait to catch up. Cause it's, we're way overdue. There's things percolating, but I yeah, love, I, know, I love, but I know. I, I want to say we'll have our own zoom, our own private zoom, but yes. I want to say thank you yes. so much for coming on Morenita. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're on the East coast. It's early. I, I mean, whoa, you're on the West coast. I mean, let me repeat that. <laughs> I know you're on the West coast. It's early. So thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us here on Morenita and for sharing your story and cannot wait to see all the incredible things that you're doing in your life. I love you so much, sis. Thank you, friend. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, we'll chat soon. 
Morenita is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.